This is the Data Download, your guide to upping your game when it comes to managing and accessing data in your organization. For Calibra, I'm your host, Jay Miller. You know, in the data industry, we talk a lot about data literacy and data culture, where we want to make sure that everyone in our organizations are kind of speaking the same language about data. It can be hard to go from those phrases to reality. And it can also be hard to cross the language bridge with technical folks and business folks on either side of the river. So today, why don't we uh, dive in on this with somebody who's lived on both sides of that bridge? I'm Julie Foddington, and I am with HPE, and I've been a part of the transformation office here now for a couple of years. Prior to that, spent time within global IT at many other companies as an infrastructure leader, strategy leader, and also in leadership development consulting. So throughout my career, you know, it sounds like I've had a lot of different roles, which I have, but they've all had a common thread, which is transformation and helping to make sure that the time at work is as productive for our team members as possible. So thinking through the human side, and, and it's interesting, data really touches on that in a unique way. And it wasn't something that I necessarily linked until I really got into the role. So I remember talking with the chief data officer at the time before I came over, and he was describing data governance and this huge implementation that they were looking to put in to really change the mindset of data within HPE. I talked to him, I said, this is a change management project. And, and he was like, oh yeah, I guess it is. Because that's like the number one thing underpinning the implementation of the, a data management mindset is changing the way we think about data, thinking, changing the way in which we deal with reports and transactions. I mean, we can think about it as an IT thing, but every single person in every company deals with data every day. And the way in which we approach that data will determine whether we can become a data mature organization or not. When you think about your different roles over your over this long career at, at HPE, prior to being in a data office and then after being in the data office and during being during your time in a data office, how, how has your experience in the data office affected your thinking around data and using you know using data in your in your organization? I've always thought of myself as a proponent of clean single source master data, common analytics tools, et cetera. So I thought I was pretty knowledgeable from a data standpoint after spending time in infrastructure, leading IT strategy, but my perspective changed on data after spending time with the data office. I really thought about data much deeper and much more broadly. So within the data governance side of the team that I led, we covered the typical areas, data leaders, data stewards, data custodians, data quality, data analytics. But what I didn't realize is how interconnected these critical data stewards are for everything that takes place across HPE. So when I say the word data steward, I'm meaning all of the people that are responsible along the data journey. So the data visibility challenges that we see many times downstream from an executive standpoint that cause some of our challenges with executive level decision-making starts with the data custodians at the source. It starts with the source data. And we tend to use 
kind of blanket statements like we need a cockpit for better visibility or I need a dashboard to see this, where the real data problem is actually much closer to the source. It's a data entry problem. It's incomplete data. Rarely is it that we don't have enough dashboards. And usually we have far too many. Uh, they're too far from the source and we customize our data <laughs> too much. So it's really, it's just changed the way in which I look at the question around what data do I need to answer my questions? It's typically not, I need a better visualization or I need some other tool for the data. It's usually something further upstream as to where that data problem lies. And I never really thought about that interconnectedness until my time in the data office and just really getting that deeper view around what does it mean to have clean data that I leverage within my dashboard. It doesn't start with a quick extraction. It starts with that person who's right there at the SAP transaction. Uh -huh. And that's really what I discovered within working in the data office. Because like I said, I'd been in IT for a long time. I thought I was the expert for data until I started digging into it. And I'm not a detailed person naturally. But you have to be to dig in to, <laughs> to understand the role of a data custodian. The role of the data custodian is making sure everything is exactly the way it should be when it goes downstream into your data management tool, into your data quality tool, into your visualization tools. But really, most times leaders in IT are talking at the top level. What's spitting out of my visualization tool, not what's five levels upstream. In your example, where uh, transactions that might happen in SAP and different people in different departments might touch the data or touch the record, let's say, uh, and continue to add information to the record and remove and change and things like that. They're just trying to do their jobs, right? Whatever, whatever that particular job is, whether it's a sales role or a support role or something like that, right? Now thinking about your, I don't know, maybe your former self uh, as an IT owner, let's say of, of those applications like an SAP, how might this new insight help your former self? So a lot of times the IT owners of applications are following the direction and the guidance of business leaders. Very seldom does IT make a decision based on you know, something that they need to do for the application. It's a delivery that they've got to provide to the business. So my guidance would actually be also, again, further upstream to the business leader about how understanding how certain decisions have a much longer knock-on ripple effect. So I'll give you a, a few specific examples like this where you know, a, a manager needs the data to look a certain way. Instead of modifying the source, there's some type of table or offline manual fix that happens for that particular data set. It solves the issue, everybody moves on, and it, it's fine. But this fix or this table edit continues happening forever. Times change, people move on, roles change, but the application still lives. And it comes time to migrate or to upgrade or do something different. The manager who made the original request is long gone. The data custodians and the application leads who <laughs> knew what the, what the decision was, they're long gone too. And by the way, nobody wrote it down. So this is a very common situation. I think probably everybody in IT and probably many business users as well remember certain situations exactly like this. We don't know why the change was made. All we know is our reporting doesn't work unless we do it. 
but we don't know why. <laughs> and it's always been this way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and so that would be my guidance to leaders is think through. Sometimes it's worth actually. I would say almost every time it's worth going through and doing the deeper fix at the source and documenting things the right way instead of making a, a quick fix, quick change, and then three, five years down the road, we don't quite know why we did what we did. As you've changed roles a few times now, how have you begun addressing some of these things? Like what, 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 what have you been up to lately, right, <laughs> uh, the, to, to uh, make this a little more, let's say, I don't know, seamless uh, and extendable across the organization in, in your current roles? If we really want to have good, clean data at a company, so it's not only making modifications at the source, making sure it's documented, but it's also the activities that we do every single day. So as a leader, what I try to do is instead of using offline reports or Power BI screenshots in a PowerPoint file, which we see all the time, push back on that and start creating a culture within your own organization of leveraging data from the source using a visualization that's live. There's no reason why we can't use, as an example, Power BI versus PowerPoint. You can tell the same story, but it's live, it's real, it's using the source data. So it's just changing that culture away from PowerPoint using a static data set to using the live data that's real. It's the actual data. And I've seen teams do it. There's particular business units here at HPE. That's the way they run and operate their business. But it doesn't happen on its own. It's a cultural change. And it starts with leaders and it starts with them creating that expectation that Power BI, live data, whether it's Click or whatever tool you want to use, but it's a visualization tool that's leveraging that live data rather than screenshots. How have you seen, let's say, uh, folks that may not be used to that change and begin to embrace that? What are the clear differences, right? The before and after picture of a team that used to, or a leadership team that used to operate on power, you know, via PowerPoint when making data-based decisions to, to live, live systems. Well, it totally changes the conversation from my data is right or your data, you know, where did you get that? What date did you pull it? You know, <laughs> to the conversation around, okay, what difficult business decisions do we need to make at this time? Now, it's definitely not something that happens overnight, but with leadership demonstrating the right behavior and if, hey, if your boss says, I expect to see the report or your quarterly update in a particular format, you're going to do it, <laughs> you know? So leadership setting that expectation really drives that culture and also driving the expectation that our conversations are going to be around the decisions we need to make. Let's not argue about the data. We're all going to be using the same particular data source to really get to the root cause of, of really what business should be doing. We shouldn't be you know, hemming and hawing around what data source, what data did you pull the data? Because then our executives are arguing about math and <laughs> rather than arguing about business, right? Right. You've mentioned reporting, looking at source a few times. Are you suggesting that reports, again, whatever reporting system, are you suggesting that these things should be connected to your SAP directly or are they, you know, what if there's data coming from multiple different sources? Like, Yeah, there's absolutely data coming from everywhere. I mean... SAP, gosh, even within SAP, there's multiple systems coming together with that. So, I mean, that's the reality of it. So, one of the things that that we did, you know, pretty recently within HPE was implement a federated data lake. 
So I think I mentioned at the top of the call, we're going through a huge business transformation where we're moving from kind of a legacy hardware business to an as-a-service company. And as we pivot to as-a-service, we're competing against digital native companies. And because they're digital native, they're data first. So we have to really look at our customer data, our all of our information end to end from the customer journey in a totally different way. It's not that we didn't need data in the past. It just wasn't as critical. We would sell the hardware and that's it. When there's a renewal for the service, we you know call them again. But now from an as a service perspective, as we're working in the cloud, as we're you know selling the cloud to our customers, we have to have visibility to what's happening from that customer every step of the way. So it's not just one particular team. It's not the sales team that, that needs access to the customer data. It's everybody. It's the services team. It, it's, of course, still the sales team. It's our supply chain team to understand when the hardware that supports the services is delivered. So we needed a federated data lake that compiled all of this data together, SAP, SFDC, you name it, all in one place, where it could be accessed from the different teams that needed it, either upstream or downstream. We were lucky to have this huge digital transformation that kind of pushed this impetus for data because it kind of was the perfect storm coming together, the data need and then the data solution. Well, congrats. I think that it sounds like you're you're making really good strides. And can you describe a little more about some of the wins of of taking this more modern approach? You know, we definitely haven't achieved the panacea yet. The conversations are starting to change. So, and, and I think what we struggle with, which I think a lot of other companies do as well, is we are changing as fast as we're figuring things out. Mm -hmm. In just the last couple of years, we have become a platform company. We didn't have a platform before. Now we have a platform. Now we can highlight to customers what they've got running on our platform. We have OpsRamp that we have recently launched where customers can actually see their entire estate, not just HPE devices. It's all there in the GreenLink platform. So we went from, we didn't even have this thing at all to the platform is there and customers have visibility. And also, of course, internally, HPE has visibility into what services they have, what services they've turned on, what trials they've requested. So we have a really strong visibility onto who's interested on our platform and then also who's gone ahead and taken the plunge to move to the GreenLink platform. So I would imagine the customer win there is the visibility helps them manage their day-to-day. It helps them manage their resource planning, their spend, et cetera. Maybe they're able to make their spend more efficient at the same time still maximizing their spend with you. So it's a win for everybody. It is. And actually something else that we can do now with OpsRamp mm -hmm. on the GreenLink platform is look at sustainability. So if you think about, mm -hmm. you know, a customer mm -hmm. managing their data centers, they've also got a cloud platform that can create a tremendous footprint in terms of mm -hmm. electricity use, water usage, et cetera. With OpsRamp, mm -hmm. we can actually see sustainability metrics. So for certain of our customers actually getting more and more every day where sustainability is a key concern, with OpsRamp, we're actually able to show sustainability met metrics that they can report to, to their own customers. Because a lot of times they've got to report that to their customers as well. Oh, that's fantastic. And increasingly uh, now, especially I think in Europe, to regulators. You got it. Right? So this is this is helping customers win financially as well as winning with compliance as well as winning with their mm -hmm. clients as well. 
What a great story. It's a win, 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 win story. <laughs> Congrats. That's, that's really good news. That's fantastic. <laughs> leader, you've been a data leader, you've been a business leader, you've worn a lot of hats. Um, you talked a little bit a little while ago about how how your experience in the data world would inform your former self in an, in an IT leadership capacity. You've also been a business leader and you work with many others as well in your org. Sometimes data people may not speak the language of business people. Business people may not speak the language of data people. Now you've, you've worn all these hats. How can we help our data leaders out there speak you know, the language of business better? I mean, I, I really would encourage IT leaders, data leaders to remove the complexity in the IT speak. To really speak in terms of the business, revenue generation, customer experience, employee experience, and driving home the reality that data complexity is visible externally and internally. And having data that is not well managed, it's painful for our customers and for our team members who have to deal with it. So if a data office is presenting an overly complex IT solution to the business challenges, it misses the leader's attention and the importance is lost. So it, and it's tough for a lot of IT people, and I find myself sometimes doing this as well. I think I started doing that when you and I spoke the first time. We get really excited about the technology. And in an IT company, <laughs> yeah. we're always all really excited about the technology. But that's not uh -huh. the reason why we practice data management. We right. practice data management because it's better for the customers, it's better for our team members, and it's better for uh -huh. our bottom line. The more we can reduce complexity, the more we can leverage data uh -huh. to make smarter decisions, the better run company we will be, and the better we'll be for our customers. That's beautiful. So the language of business I'm hearing you say is, uh, I think, money, <laughs> right? It's money and customer experience and employee experience. So if you think about it, if an employee internally is having a hard time, the data is incredibly complex, they're dealing with the same data quality issues over and over, they get a call from the customer, how is their attitude going to be? It's not going to be positive. So uh, data complexity is visible externally, not just directly, but also from the employee experience, the team member experience that our teams are dealing with every day. If their IT systems are too complex, if they can't receive the information that they need to address a customer issue, it becomes visible through not having the right data, through not being able to address the customer question, through just general frustration and attitude from the team member. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's not just revenue. It's, it's also everybody's experience. At the end of the day, we want everybody to be you know, enjoying their time at work. We spend a lot of time at work. The data quality can actually impact that. Obviously, we want our employees and our, sorry, we want our customers to be successful as well. All right. So let's flip the question around. Mm -hmm. How can we help business leaders speak the language of data people or technology people better, right? Or at least have a better understanding so that business leaders can get the right answers? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's something that we encountered as we started rolling out data governance through the data office. 
we deployed a data management tool. We were focusing on data quality. We had the data leader roles in place, and yet still we were having a disconnect. We're still seeing a lot of data quality challenges. The business was still not necessarily happy with what they were receiving from the data office. And we realized that we were talking past each other. We were talking about data in different ways, not using the same language. Hmm. As the business continued to kind of raise data quality issues, we realized that they were talking about all data quality in the same way. Now, this goes back to a water analogy. This is what I like to use to describe data quality. So we have a tendency, and I'll tell you, I had the same tendency as well, where data quality is data quality. But data quality is like water quality. Not all water is the same. So what I put in Foxy's bowl down the hall is not the same as the water that's on my <laughs> desk. You know, different <laughs> levels of filtration, different levels of quality. And data quality requires that same level of differentiation because certain types of data are more suitable for certain applications. So what, what we had been doing is focusing on the maximum level of data quality for everything, even for large quantities of data where we're using more high-level directional analytics. So for that type of data usage where you, you want to see kind of big data really run trends and see what's happening in a particular geo or a particular country, you don't need to have the penultimate or the nth level of data quality because you're really looking at things directionally. So your data quality can be a little bit more lax. You can run things through a little bit more quickly. Then for data where you're looking to make specific financial decisions where you need to know the dollar value of a particular order, obviously we need that Evian level data quality. I don't know if we can use a brand name there, but <laughs> of course, sure. Go but we, it. you know, we would need Evian level data quality. And once we started having this kind of a language of levels of data quality, we could have a more productive conversation instead of saying data quality is bad, and data office says, well, but we've got a data quality program, we've got all the people in place. What is it that you're wanting? It's because we were talking about data quality differently. We were managing data quality from a, a data office perspective. We had the people in place, we had the governance in place, but for some particular reporting, for financial reporting as an example, the data quality level needs were much higher. And we were putting our resources across data quality evenly instead of focusing additional resources, additional focus on the areas where we needed that Evian level quality. So there's a time and a place for precision in your data and a time and a place, I think you said, for more of a directional view of, of trends as opposed to real granular precision. Right. And that helps you manage your, as a data person, that would then help you manage your resources and your priorities and focus your attention on the right data areas in your business. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah. I guess the result of that is the business is going to have a higher degree of trust in what they're looking at because those expectations have been managed proactively. I think every executive today would tell you, we want to maximize the value we can get from our data. What should executives then do? What should they ask? How can they contribute to that success? So the way I see it is leaders have a responsibility to understand the basics of data management in order to uphold a data-driven mindset and culture. 
I think we need to start thinking about data and data management like we do for cybersecurity or for being a custodian for customer assets or company assets. And leaders have an onus to uphold the data standards for the company. So I almost think we need to you know, literally deploy data management and data mindset training, just like we do for learning about cybersecurity. It's that important. If data is a company's most important asset and commodity, we've got to train and educate our leaders, our team members, like it is. So I think that's how leaders can start really upholding these standards for the company. And so there's some basic ways that, that leaders can help as well. And it's having that conversation when they're asking for data about what type of information are you looking for? So the, the data quality level can be judged and starting to request data from the source. It only takes one leader to start changing that culture. And like I said, I've seen it happen within entire business units here at HPE. What a leader can do is don't accept screenshots, don't accept offline spreadsheets, request a visualization that's tied to that source data. So just some of those simple things, simple conversations with the data team, conversations with their team members about the different expectations that they have around data, and then kind of more holistic areas like providing data management training for all team members. But I think it starts with the leader educating themselves on data management. So it's easy to think about data management being something that should live within IT or it's owned by the data office. And I mean, governance starts from the data office in a lot of cases, but the only way it will be successful is if all leaders, all team members support this mindset. We got to get to the point where when we see an error or we see um, a change that we want to make manually, until we stop, pause, think about the potential repercussions three, five years down the road, that ripple effect if we make that decision, if we think about that at the time, make a change to the source instead of putting a Band-Aid over it, we'll never get out of the rut we're in. Because what I see happen a lot of times, um, not just at HPE, but at other companies, as we're continuing to fix the quality, we're trying to fix the issues with the applications, the problem continues to exacerbate because we're not fixing things at the source. We're just continuing to apply fixes on top of it and not really getting down to the root cause. Basic data literacy, I think maybe we would call it that, like speaking basic language of data, right? Exactly. Another thing that, that I'm hearing you say is everyone, especially leaders, should have that appreciation for data quality starts at the source. And that's great. When now, let's fast forward to when, when we detect, when we determine that something needs to change or get addressed at that source, it's often those executives that are kind of have that business responsibility for the source, right? The source processes or the source applications and things like that. So they kind of have a stake in fixing those data problems themselves. Maybe a maybe a responsibility to do so uh, and prioritize time in their in their groups to give attention to fixing some processes. Maybe is that? Oh, definitely. Like I mentioned earlier. There's this idea that data quality, data governance lives within IT. The, the IT team can never drive the business process. We don't know it. It comes from the business. So the data custodians, the data stewards, the people that are actually working with the business processes, they come from the business and they need to have that time prioritized. So for the groups that we have seen that cultural shift into kind of true ownership of data, 
that's where the leadership does provide the time, the bandwidth for those data stewards to be able to, to spend the time that they need because it is time consuming. It's resources, it's full-time jobs to really get in and to understand this. And absolutely right. You know, the leaders have to prioritize that or we're, we're never going to get out of the hole. How have you celebrated some of these successes in, in at HPE? Has that been a thing? Oh, yeah. I'm a huge proponent of that kind of thing because a lot of times this data work, it's thankless. It's weekends dealing with an MTP or an issue or an outage. So, oh, yeah, within the data office, we would celebrate every win. You know, we would have our at least monthly calls, bringing the stewards together, talking about the great things that we did. Oh my gosh, silly things. Like every time we wrote a data policy and got it ratified, it was a really big deal. But it is a big deal. I mean, to get all of the leaders across a business to agree that this is the way in which we manage this particular component of data, and then everybody locks arms and says, yes, that's a huge win <laughs> years down the road. If you don't look at that progress, you, you look at the back and think, we really did do a good thing. All those incremental changes really did add up to a brighter future. Congrats on, on that. I think that's, that's a great story to tell. What's next? Tell us what's coming. What, you know, what, what, what are you all thinking about what's next on the data journey? You know, we've been working in the transformation office for the last several years, kind of on and off in a central organization where it's managing the CEO's top priorities. What I'm doing now is working now in HPE services, which we do the delivery of break fix, support, implementation of, of systems and, and customer sites. And for the first time, I'll actually be a business user, business, user, business user of the data here within HPE. And as we talked about the federated data lake and leveraging that customer data upstream and downstream, I will be using that. You know, it's something that, that I'll have to leverage. So what my expectation is and what I'll be pushing for is to make sure that we're thinking of the services customers. We're thinking of the renewal of the services that might happen three years down the road and thinking through what data we'll need to be able to address those customer needs at that point. So if you think about it, we have a new as a service agreement and we're providing them that service for the next three years. The customer doesn't stay the same. We don't stay the same. So we need to continue having those insights along that journey. So once we get to the end of, of the contract, getting ready for a renewal, we can meet the customer where they are. We understand what additional services do they need? What do they need to scale back on? As I mentioned, we've got the GreenLake platform now. So we're hand in hand with the customer during this journey. So we'll be better able to provide them services at the time of renewal because we've seen and been with them along that journey, as opposed to the way it was in the past where you're selling hardware, time comes for renewal based on general customer data, you might have an idea what they need. But for this, we'll know. We'll be with them during that journey. We'll be able to provide more specific help and support to them. That's just awesome. And uh, I guess you've got multiple former selves now to uh, <laughs> to, 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 to lean on. Uh, so I love that. So you've got this multi-year contract, let's say, with a customer in this new role that you're, you're going to be overseeing. Uh, I think you just said this will help you meet them where they're at over the course of that, the length of that deal. I guess if you do this really well and all of this matures, you're gonna help them get to the next place where they wanna go, right? You don't even have to, right? Uh, I think you you can be even more forward thinking, right? I think the better we are with with our data management, I think that gives you more and more insights to, to help them get to a future they wanna get to. You got it. Well, we'll see you there. How about that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Good data at the source, where business and IT apps intersect. This is the critical juncture, maybe at every company. The takeaway here is to make sure that you understand, document, and stay current on this as your business evolves. Otherwise, here's what happens. Five years later, you, just, you might not remember why a change was put in. And that has ripple effects, right, for analytics later. At HPE, by modernizing their data technology stack and treating data as an important business asset, they integrated lots of legacy system data as a hardware company, right, that's been around for a long time, into a federated data lake where that quality and context have really improved things. It's not just about improved operations either. You know, it helped executives to make uh, more informed decisions faster. And it's opened up client-facing opportunities too helping their customers manage their technology portfolio using HPE's platform as a whole brand new service offering. It's pretty neat. Good data just opens up so many doors of opportunity. Finally, that, that language bridge, giving people in our business teams a sense of how to frame data quality challenges and their relationships to business, right, is really important. Equally, technology folks have to connect their work and their tech to business outcomes. Often, well, that's money, revenue, costs, of course. But what really hit home for me is the word experience. Tying data and technology to how it enhances, uh, you know, the customer's experience and the employee's experience. That makes it real, more tangible. That's what can help us make our way to the middle of the bridge where we can all shake hands. For Calibra, this is The Data Download. I'm your host, Jay Villager, and I'll see you next time. even more insight into managing your data, visit Calibra.com slash podcast for additional resources on the topics covered in our show. Be sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a new episode. And a five-star review certainly doesn't hurt our chances with the algorithm. It's all about the algorithm, isn't it, folks? It's a great way to help us reach new listeners, and we truly do appreciate your support. The Data Download is a production of Calibra in collaboration with Stories Bureau.